everybody, welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast, where each week we have one of us watch a movie we have never seen before. Uh, I'm your host, Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we are talking about the 2010 film based off of the SNL Saturday Night Live sketch, MacGruber, with the film called MacGruber. Um, (laughs) Clever. This was Devin's pick. Um that uh i may or may not be partly responsible for uh so i think ryan's mad at both of us Um, we'll cast blame later don't worry i can't wait yeah um (laughs) but we'll get it we'll get into ryan's thoughts here in a bit but um before we get into the show proper we like to talk about things that we've been watching lately and let you know what we think of them so hey guys you watched anything lately yeah actually a, a think, lot, actually. I think this is the one time that, like, all of us have an equal amount of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. usually <laughs> I, I'll ask, hey, guys, do you have anything for the for we watch this segment? And uh, you guys are like, no, nah, I, I got nothing. And the last few weeks have been busy with the holidays, so it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, but this week we all had several picks, so I'm excited to get into them. Ryan, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, so out of two movies that are new to me that I watched, uh, one of them was Jungle Cruise. That is the the one we have a poster for, right? That's up at the moment? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so w- one thing that I got to get out of the way. One, The Rock, d- 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 uh, d- Dwayne John- Johnson. I'm not like right. a super fan of his, but I like to name drop occasionally that like we went to the same high school. I never met him. It was like 10 years <laughs> apart that, you know, that we went. But still, you know, so whenever I see him and stuff, it intrigues me. But I don't always see the stuff that he's in. And yeah. Jungle Cruise intrigued me enough by the trailer that Kristen and I was like, you know, that's something that we're going to watch eventually. Well, eventually mm-hmm. happened last week. Um, and I have to say, for being a two hour long movie... I thought it was like an hour and a half. I was so into it. I had so much fun with it. I don't care how silly it is, how ridiculous his one-liners are. The movie is all puns and dad jokes, and I loved it. Um, so if you like puns, you like dad jokes, you like The Rock being silly, it's a good movie. I'm glad Devin, you liked it. I really am. Devin, have you seen this? Of course I have. Absolutely. <laughs> it's It's another Disney film based on a ride from Disney. It's phenomenal i mean it's it the types of jokes so the puns being in it are so on point for the disney ride i because i i mean i'm to the point now where i could probably tell you the disney ride in and of itself the puns are there the whole time they do the humor right oh it's perfect okay um being someone who like be going back to when we talked about muppet haunted mansion being somebody who hasn't been to disney world or disneyland in 20 years (laughs) <laughs> don't, I don't think I even when I was there I did Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. How much? Because there is a jung, Jungle Cruise at Disney World, right? There is. Yeah, right. Okay. yeah, yeah. There is. That being said, like, how much of this movie am I gonna miss not have be, not knowing uh, the ride well? Don't worry about it at all. Like, l- l- like, just like, I've only been on it once, and that mm-hmm. was four years ago, five years ago, oh, wow. and the be the the opening part of the movie or one of the opening parts um, is Dwayne Johnson actually taking a bunch of like tourists on a quasi jungle cruise. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty much that segment is like 
a turn of the century like DIY version of the Disney Jungle Cruise. That is literally it. And then once you go beyond that and they start doing the story, I have no idea if it ties into anything. It's just a fun story. And, and, and personally, myself, this is in the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, universe. It has to be. And as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, it is. Okay. I can see why. Ryan, Alan, would you watch this movie? Like, knowing I, that, like... I, I yeah. wanted to. I just haven't gotten around to it. This okay. went on Disney Plus the same time as Shang-Chi. And I just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch watch a movie that like both of my picks today are tv shows like that's like i haven't had a chance to sit down and watch a new movie yet um mm-hmm. but this is towards the top of my list like if i had to if i was stuck watching disney plus it's probably my go-to i i think that's going to be a good call i love this movie i'm uh, really happy ryan liked it because oh it's the, fun <laughs> the one the one thing i i've enjoyed about this movie was when they were when they were making it uh the social media post and like the 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 rivalry between Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt, like they're just their their chemistry on social media was entertaining. Yeah. I was like, okay, I kind of want to see this movie. Like I thought, like this is one of those movies I almost went to go see in theaters. I just never got around to it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um. All right, cool. Yeah. So that's I, that's yeah. our. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'd say I like their chemistry in the movie too. It's really awesome. good. Yeah. Um. All right, and I think they greenlit a sequel, didn't they? Oh, I, I hope, hope so. so. <laughs> I would watch. All right. So one last question about Jungle Cruise before I move on. Ryan, you said this is in the same universe as Pirates of the Caribbean. Does Eddie Murphy's The Haunted Mansion fit in that universe too? <laughs> to be honest, I haven't. I don't. I, I, I don't know. Okay. What about the uh, Tower of Terror movie with Kirsten Dunst and Steve Gutenberg? So. exists. <laughs> I almost developed a mental disorder from being on that ride when I was like eight. Oh, so no. I stay away from anything that has to do with the tower of terror. Um, purposefully. So I have no idea. I, 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 I didn't even know that they made it. Even what a shame. I mean, it had favorites. Steve Gutenberg in the nineties. So it was, even he was past <laughs> his prime. So, uh, all oh, right. No. Uh, moving on to Devin's pick. Devin, what'd you watch? I watched the uh, 2021 film Don't Look Up. Um, it's a Netflix movie, or at least it, it released over here on Netflix. If you guys don't know too much it, about it, it's a Netflix film here too. Got and it's it. huge it, over here. <laughs> it's huge. I don't know if it's huge over here, to be fair. Uh, the cast in this movie, though, is I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Rob Morgan, Jonah Hill, Mark Rylance, Tyler Perry, uh, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande. Like, Holy cow, this cast. Like, every time a new character walks on the screen, you're like, oh, they're here? Which is really fun. But honestly, I love this movie. Um, it did one of those things that I like where it's basically just social commentary slash a metaphor, the movie. And the entire time, they're just like, this is how we're currently reacting to this real problem. But except for the problem, we made it a meteor. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was so good. So for anybody out there that wants to trap a Devon, all you have to do is make a movie that has a bunch of A-list, a bunch of A-list actors in it, and and you could put it in a in a mousetrap, but yep. looks that looks like a mousetrap, warning signs telling him that it's a mousetrap, and he would still get his neck broke. I'd walk right into it. I would <laughs> tell me tell me that they're commenting on social issues. <laughs> 
and I'm there. I'll break my own neck. I don't care. It doesn't even need to be a trap. Just instructions on a page. So, Ryan, have you seen this? I'm staying away from it for now. Okay. Have you honest. seen it, Alan? I have not. Uh, okay. I'm kind of in the same boat as Ryan right now. Uh, I get what this film is going for. Um, I get that we don't address issues that we should address in the man- manner that they should be addressed. I don't know if I need to see that acted out by Leonardo Di- DiCaprio and J-Law. Um, <laughs> but I I absolutely love everyone in this cast. Uh, I like Adam McKay. Um, but yeah, this is one that I'm kind of holding off on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably watch it eventually because I, I eventually I got around to uh, the big short as well. His sure. uh, Wall Street movie. Um, but... Yeah, can you believe this is from the director of Step Brothers? No. Honestly, yeah. no. What I really think happened was you had a bunch of people in Hollywood that pretty much have the same view and the same thought on on like what's going on socially and they're like, "Well, we have everybody in like every position to actually make a movie about what we're upset about. Let's just do it." And they did. And, and they I feel uh for me, the, the, the scene where I was like, oh, no, I, I, I can't do this because I'm already upset about this topic. And if I see this in movie form, I'm I'm going to end up like painting myself red and, you know, and uh, um, and like marching on uh, uh, on Washington um, mm-hmm. was the scene where they're explaining it in the Oval Office. Oh, sure. And she's standing there talking about how they're going to address it. And the scientists are like, what are you doing? That scene alone, I was like, I'm going to put this on the back burner for like three years before I watch this. Because (laughs) I'm going to agree with everything in this film and it's just going to make me mad. (laughs) Well, you got to wait until it becomes like a slight, like a, like a a moment in time movie. Like, oh my God, remember 2021? We were all like totally like that. Thank goodness we're so different now. Like, that's when you can, like, really appreciate it. Because, I mean, I left the movie going, what a good movie. I'm angry. Yeah. And that's, I don't want to be that right now. I don't don't know. It was a well-acted movie. There were parts of it that were fun, that were fun beyond the fact of, like, I agree with the thing. Uh, And I like that a lot. And I also just like seeing the actors that I like seeing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. So... I mentioned this in the group chat and we didn't get to talk about it at all. Um, I watched the first two episodes of book of Boba Fett. Tell me about it because have you guys guys watched any of this yet? I haven't gotten around to it yet. Okay. Um, so if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook, you, or yeah, I think just Facebook actually, uh, we Mm -hmm. posted our, uh, our group chat where I said that I was watching the show and the guys haven't, hadn't seen it. And I, I joked that the second episode an- ends with the dance number. And it does, but it makes a mo- lot more sense when you understand the show. Uh, I don't believe it. So the the first episode got some flack for not really being... F- like, a lot of people on the internet were angry about it. I know my brother was one of them. Like, yeah, it wasn't that great. It was okay. But the second episode is a lot better because there's a lot more action. The first episode is pretty much setting up how they're telling the story for this show. Uh there are two elements of this story. There's the Boba Fett after the Mandalorian, where we see him in Jabba's palace, that storyline that we see. 
And then there are times in the show where he's in a back to tank, uh, uh, regenerating his health because he's still injured from the Sarlacc pit. Sure. And when he's in there, you get flashbacks to after the Sarlacc pit, like everything that you from Return of the Jedi to Mandalorian, you're getting those that story as well. So mm-hmm. the the show's splitting it between the two. So you have him, um, being Boba Fett and like the in charge taking over Jabba's empire, and um, that storyline with uh, Fr- Frenic from uh, the Mandalorian, and right. then you have the storyline of Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc pit, his armor being stolen by Jawas, and being captured by Tusken Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy it. I enjoyed yeah. the first episode. I enjoy the way they're doing the story. Um, the, uh, the musical number, the, the, it's not a musical number. The dance number at the end is a, like a tribal dance with the Tuscan Raiders. So it does make mm-hmm. a lot more sense. It's not like they're, there's they're, they've got canes on top. It's like, make them laugh. Make them laugh. <laughs> That's what I thought. And, I mean, it's not like a family guy's bit. Um, <laughs> I think tomorrow Morrison's great. Um, they do a really good job of, um, showing him as a human character. Cause he, like, there's nothing really special about Bubba Fett. Uh, like he doesn't have force sensibility. He doesn't have powers or anything. He's just a guy in the galaxy and a, who's a bounty hunter. And, um, so like his progression in the second episode is really cool. There's a lot of fun action in there. Um, mm-hmm. there's some characters f- who, uh, if you're familiar with star Wars comics show up who have not been in live action or animation before. So oh, they're wow. pulling, they're pulling from comic books. Um, so I'm really interested to see where the show goes. I'm excited for tomorrow's episode. So it doesn't. Okay. So I think my biggest concern with the show is that it basically takes this character that everybody loved for, I mean, I mean, he was a cool character, but he didn't do much in the star Wars universe. Yeah. And it goes, all right, we're going to tell you more than you ever wanted to know about him. And sometimes when that happens by the end of it, I go, Oh, I wish I didn't know those things about him. I wish I just had my little fun believesies. Well, do you think it's going to head to that? I, I, so I, here, here's what I think. You still have the mysterious Boba Fett who shows up in the, the original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Um, you still have that, that, that mystery there. We're telling here, they're telling the story of Boba Fett after return of the Jedi all the way up mm-hmm. until, uh, Mandalor- Mandalorian times. Um, so it's like this, this chunk of time in two, two different stories. Like I think it's telling, I think the, the Tuscan Raider side of the story is telling how he got to be the, uh, the, like in the trailer, they say Jabba ruled with fear. I want to, I want to be different. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see how he gets to that point and not be okay. like the, the vicious bounty hunter that he was. Um, and I think he's still there. Like you mm-hmm. see that in the Mandalorian when he like beats up those stormtroopers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was never a huge fan of Boba Fett to begin with, but I'm mm-hmm. excited. I've been excited for the show. I'm enjoying what they're doing with it. Um, yeah, Brian. Any questions? No. Okay. <laughs> Look, it, all I'm saying is, if they bring up him riding a dinosaur in the holiday special, you've got me. I'll watch it. Uh, 
That's just a fever rides. dream. It's a it fever <laughs> dream. Just, just no. Technically, just that's the only. Th- that's the only thing from the uh, holiday special that you can legally watch on Disney Plus. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, poor B. Arthur. Um, oh. I like that Life Day's made it into like the the cultural consciousness now, though. Yeah, they have a Life Day comic book that I bought, and I don't know what I. No, they don't. It. Why they do. do they have that? Is it good? I didn't read it. I bought it. I didn't read it. <laughs> I just want it. Uh, I was like, oh, hey, a holiday decoration for next year. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Hmm. All right, Ryan, what else did you watch? Uh, live action Mulan. Mulan. And to be honest, I liked it. I have a feeling mm-hmm. that I'm in kind of a, uh, when it comes to the live action remakes that Disney's been doing, that I think that one wasn't as like accepted as a lot of the others. But to be honest... It's probably my second favorite, my second favorite one right now. Um, I like the story and I like what they did. The costumes were amazing. The effects were okay, uh, but the story itself, I felt like they actually made a decent live action storyline based off in uh, a Disney cartoon. So, I think my only problem with the live action Disney movies, because I mean they're fine. I've seen, I've watched Mulan. I thought it was fun. I think the only one I haven't seen was Lion King. I think my biggest problem was just like why? Like I don't know that they bring anything new to the table. I don't know that they tell the story in a new or interesting way. They just kind of tell the story and like sure there are changes. Like instead of the dog called Little Brother, she has a little brother. Um, and instead of like I don't know the the like weird segment at the end where they're all like we're gonna cross-dress and climb this thing they're just like yeah we'll help you fight the bad guy at the end um yeah in the in the original one like all of her army buddies like dress up as geishas yeah. and climb the thing uh that like they they took that segment out which i mean fine like that's you know mm-hmm. it, it's a decision but i don't know like what it adds to the conversation aside from like we just here's the story you like well here's how i took it i mm-hmm. I meant to look it up and I didn't. I don't know if the story of Mulan is like um, China's version of like Joan of Arc, where it's like a real event. It's a, you know, like it's a story that's told based off a a real event at some point and it just, Mm -hmm. it turned into like a mythology. Um, So, so I don't know if that's kind of what they were going for in this because there's name changes too. There are like, there's name changes for like not the family name but the but the individual names they mm-hmm. they kind of change a little bit um but it's to me it's more of a concrete story like you take out the music you take out the you know the dragon that helps her you take yeah. all of that out and you just make it a good hero's journey movie mm-hmm and it's solid. It's good. And as far as war movies go that Disney produces, this is actually done pretty well. That's what, I mean, seriously, that's what this yeah, is. No, you're, you're right. It's a Disney war movie, and yeah. it's done extremely well. And like, and my wife and I are split on this because my wife really likes uh, Mulan for the music and for the sure. dragon. And for like the comedy aspect of it, I like Mulan because of the story aspect of it, mm-hmm. and that's what this focused on. Uh, and Alan, I saw you thinking the other Disney War movie they do is uh, Christopher Robin. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Christopher Robin? I have. Okay. Have you? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's still war in that. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. No, there is. No, I yeah. was thinking like the other war movies Disney does is uh, the Star Wars. Like oh, they, they, they they've that, done four, yeah. five movies of that. Two of I which are good. That. I kind of take Star Wars and put that off to the side when it's it comes to this deal. type of stuff. Because, I mean, like, this is... Yeah. Like, no, I mean, the, 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 there's a difference yeah. between Lucasfilm and Disney proper. Like, this is Disney yeah. proper. So, yeah. 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 And they actually, like, they didn't pull any... Like, when somebody gets hit with an arrow, they get hit with an arrow. Yeah. Like, they yeah, don't like... pull back. It's like in the cartoon, when they let the two, like, surviving scouts go... And then the mm-hmm. bad guy goes, how many men does it take to deliver a message? And then the guy pulls back with the arrow, one. And then they cut to, like, something else. Yeah. Yeah, no, they don't cut away to what happens to to, um, to that arrow in this. Yeah, so. it, it was a bit more graphic than the original. I actually forgot about that. Yeah. I just, I, I had the same reaction to this one that I had to, like, Beauty and the Beast. I, I, All right. I'm still upset McDonald's didn't bring back the Szechuan sauce for this one. So... <laughs> I don't uh, remember it being good. I get that it's a Rick and Morty meme. I don't remember it being any good at all. I, I don't had, even remember they, it. They period, re-released so it a few years ago. It wasn't horrible. It, it just oh, okay. it, it's like a thick soy sauce. Nothing Gross. special. Like um, everything else from McDonald's. <laughs> Fair. I mean, if Mc, I mean, I like I like a good Big Mac every once in a while. So, if McDonald's wants to sponsor us, uh. Got can't just can't just bad mouth McDonald's and they could be giving us free McDoubles. That's true. Uh, Gotta face reality here on some things. Yeah. Gotta face reality. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Devin, what else have you watched? All right. So earlier in the week, I asked you guys. I have a lot of time that I need to spend doing a very kind of repetitive thing. I need something to have on in the background while I do that thing, and I got movie recommendations from you guys i asked for a movie series so i got the marvel movies um i think you had recommended the twilight saga um seriously shrek. you weren't yeah. joking no the i shrek was series. joking no uh, no you weren't okay. i wasn't joking about shrek um um what i ended on was a Shit's creek re- rewatch guys i know you've seen Shit's creek alan guys yes. it's so good and it's better on the rewatch is it? i love the character oh my gosh i love the characters you catch little nuancey things like Gwen, Bob's wife, is has this whole plot in the background leading up to the divorce in season six. And you, you're with them every step of the way, but it's always these very offhanded lines that nobody talks about until it becomes the plot point of an episode. And they set it up seasons in advance. Like, oh, it's so good. And then like inevitably after any Shit's Creek rewatch, I'm just walking around the house calling my animals, bye bays. Because I have to. Oh, guys. So Devin? <laughs> and every character has their own thing. Like, I like I spent a day just going, Atticus. Boop. Like, I would just do that and, like, boop his nose like Alexis. Or, oh, it just. I, I love it. I love the characters. I love the plot. It's so good. Ryan, would you watch this this series? I will eventually get around to okay. it. It, is, it looks very interesting. And I love the gifts and the yeah. one-liners from <laughs> them. So, eventually, I'm going to. Yeah. That's not a write-off. Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I yeah. It, it's it's now and and I tried this too because typically the office is my go-to like 
just I'll rewatch it because I do that. I think this replaced The Office for me. I think this is now more rewatchable for me than The Office was. Uh, I so just glanced. I just glanced over at our stream, and it looks like shit's the Ro- Rosebud Motel is on fire with the background, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just like walking away, like, "Well, we're getting the insurance money." Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't rewatched this show. Um, I might need to, uh, mm. to go back and pick up on those things. Um, yeah, I caught this show like right after it ended. So we like got caught up on it and then we had to like wait like two weeks for the re- last season to be on Netflix. Oh, it was like in that <laughs> gap there. So now I enjoy the show. Um, you will have to find a reason to make, Ryan watch an episode at some point. I was thinking about doing the Christmas episode. I'll probably throw a holiday episode around at some point. Yeah. I'm trying to remember Did what my what I'm trying Did to remember what anything? my my Yeah, I'm trying to Oh yeah. Uh so I've been watching this show <laughs> on Hulu uh that aired on TBS a few years ago called Angie Tribeca that stars Rashida Jones from Parks and Recreation. Um it's pretty it it's produced by Steve and Nancy Carell. Oh, is it? Hmm. Uh, and the pilot episode, I have never laughed so hard at a first act of a any TV show in my life. Like, I was cracking up into the first commercial break. Like, the whole time. Wow. This show is very uh, punny. And sight gag heavy, uh, bit of physical comedy. Oh, actually, a lot of physical comedy. It, but it's like a great mix of everything. Like every line is a joke somehow. Like there's every everything. Like the, the first episode, they do a bit where every time they they're in the car driving to like the next crime scene, they're in a different mm-hmm. car, and like the logo for the car company comes up, and they do that <laughs> every time, and it's always a different car. Um. But I highly recommend this show. Alfred Molina's in it, and he plays like this. Uh, he plays like the CSI uh, guy in the lab, so he's always wearing a mm-hmm. trench, like a, a lab coat, and he's always like injured. Like the first episode, he wills, he comes in in like a wheelchair, and uh-huh. like uh, you think that he's paralyzed, but then he just stands up and goes over to the computer, and they do that <laughs> every time. Um. It's fantastic. Dion Cole from uh, Blackish, and uh, I know him from Conan back in the day. Mm-hmm. He's on here, and he's great. He they do like a, he's like a, they have like a Turner and Hooch parody going on with him and his partner, who's a dog. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> the opening credits has like the CSI Miami scream over the the opening titles, and then you just see. This I think it's the same cop every time injured his his hand somehow so he's always screaming <laughs> because of that it's that kind it's that kind of humor and I Good. really enjoy it um, and I've got like five seasons left of it to watch so it went for five seasons it went for a while um, Ryan have you heard of the show no <laughs> it went. <I'm> a- <laughs> Four, I remember this was one seasons, of those shows sorry. where I, four seasons, where when it came out, I was like, ah, I have enough TV shows. And like, it, and, and like, not in any like offensive way. Like, it was just, ah, I watch enough. And maybe this is worth it. Maybe I don't do another Shit's Creek we watch and watch this one instead. 
it, and then that becomes your next, you know, want want to be exactly watch show. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I I highly recommend Andrew Tribeca. I talked to uh, my one coworker today about it, mm-hmm. and um, and he's like, "Oh, you haven't seen Andrew Tribeca? Don't you love it?" Because he's like, "That show is made for you, man." Like, <laughs> I was like, "No one told me." Um, it is the same cop. Um, that's funny. Yeah. And, uh, I, the reason I brought this up is it kind of reminds me of a, a film from 2010. Like I thought this sense of humor was going to be like this thing that like SNL in the early, uh, 2010s. And it, it's kind of <laughs> there, but it's, it's a lot different. Um, mm-hmm. but it, I think it, it works really well with today's main topic. Uh, which is 2010's McGruber, Devin's pick. Uh, Devin, take it away. All right. So for this week, we ended up watching uh, 2010's McGruber, uh, written by Will Forte, John Solomon, and Jorma Tacone, starring a, a bunch of people, Val Kilmer, Kristen Wiig, Will Forte. Note that Val Kilmer was first. Um, but yeah, a lot of decent stars in this movie. A lot of... Um, Oh, Maya Rudolph is in there too. I forgot about Maya Rudolph. But I mean, there's a lot of like kind of yeah. a lot of like that era, like SNL cast, basically. Um, and like some SNL movies, this is essentially a parody of another or a genre of movie. This is basically parodying the 80s action movie. Um, so it dabbles a bit, I think, in the MacGyver kind of parody, but then it. Uh, it, it focuses a bit more on uh, like kind of 80s action star and 80s action movies parody in and of itself. Uh, before I ask you guys what your thoughts are on this, I think I've found probably the best way to describe this movie in the world. When I went to go find this movie uh, on, I think I like Googled MacGruber movie, and it had like a one and a half star review. And then I found it on Amazon and it had a five star review, like cumulative review. So I feel like this is one of those movies where it's very kind of cult followy. It's like you either love this and you love what it's going for or like, wow, what an annoying movie you made me watch. Um, and I, that's kind of what I went into this going, you know, knowing is that like, you know, this is going to be a pretty divisive thing. Uh, so with all that in mind, uh, I'll start with Alan because I feel like we might have the, the gentlest opinion first. Alan, what did you think? So I have seen I had seen most of this movie before. Back mm-hmm. in the day when Blockbuster was a thing, huh. um, I rented it from there and I started watching it and I fell asleep before uh, <laughs> MacGruber met Val Kilmer for the first time in, in the movie and woke up at the end, uh, which was really bizarre. <laughs> uh, and I, I never went back and rewatched it. But uh, I've always liked the MacGruber sketches on SNL like that. Like these were the sketches that I would watch on SNL when I was in my teens, like mm-hmm. in high school, in college, like MacGruber was one of those sketches. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I enjoy Will Forte's performance in this. I think Val Kilmer is the villain whose name I'm not going to say on the show. No, we is, um, shouldn't. <laughs> uh, is phenomenal. Um and I, this movie does some weird stuff and <laughs> I, I was all for it. Like I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Uh, Ryan, what did you think of MacGruber? 
Bing bong. Bing bing bong. Fuck your life. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, I was waiting no. for so much more. I'll definitely get into it here. So oh, good. I. It's a topic that I've always danced around. I've always beat around the bush on because. I know how much you guys care about SNL and how it's been for the past, like, 15 years. Mm -hmm. I can't remember a routine sketch that I liked that came out of SNL Mm -hmm. past the late early millennium. So I'm talking 2007, 2008. And every time I try to watch something from SNL, occasionally, yes, I'll find something funny, particularly during, like the presidential campaign season and they do their normal like you know parodies of you know the the candidates other than that there really isn't anything from snl that i've enjoyed in the past 15 years Mm -hmm. i'd say we're close to it so this is a prime example of why (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to think of recurring sketches that that appeared in that period and this is about the only one i can think of um Maybe what up with that? Uh, isn't was his name Stefan? Stefan isn't he? Stefan, yeah, he's yeah, he's but recurring. he was, he was always part of Weekend Update, so I don't know if I really counted that. Oh, sure. Um, See, it's the I don't know if there was a humor change in me. I don't know if there was a humor change in the way SNL did things, but I am more of. Best way to describe this. There is a movie that did what this movie was trying to do better. And that Mm -hmm. was the sequel to Hot Shots. A comedy with... um, Crap. uh, I forget his name. The rock star from Mars guy. um, Charlie Sheen. Um, He did a movie in 1993 called Mm -hmm. Hot Shots Part Dua. Or Duux. Or, or, Uh, you know... Do, yeah. Yeah. Um, Where pretty much he plays Rambo... And they make fun of different aspects of 80s action movies. And and as soon as I was done watching MacGruber, I went and I watched that movie immediately. Because I was like, hang on a second, am I missing this? Like, do, yeah. do, do I not like that movie anymore either? <laughs> and no, it's the humor. And okay. I'm fine with silly, stupid characters. As mm-hmm. long as other characters in the movie are almost as equally silly, stupid... Or if all of the characters in the movie have their moments to where, mm. like, MacGruber can be the one setting up the joke, he could be the straight man, or he could be the punchline at any given moment because all mm. characters are on an equal playing field on their, you know, silly, you know, and uh, uh, on their, um, you know, uh, on being a tad ridiculous. Mm-hmm. MacGruber was the only one in this movie that was on a level and everyone else except for St. Elmo she was a little bit there but she was more of a straight character than anything and that's where like the movie was fine unless Mm -hmm. he was on screen being himself and then I just I didn't (laughs) like I I really didn't find anything he did funny okay I, I like seriously like bring up my note app I was halfway done with um, I was done with him halfway through the conversation with the weightlifter. That's how early in this movie I checked out. 
Okay. I did. I did, though. The one thing I will give this movie, I like the fact that they use the lights out game as the combination for him to get his uh, keys out of his uh, casket. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing I'll give this. That was a really, really, really (laughs) cool reference. And then my last note is just ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, Devin's taking point. Devin, you you go. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I I love this. So, I think that it... I think that the one thing that I was most surprised about by this movie and the one thing that I I wanted to bring up to you, Ryan, is specifically your comment from last week. So you had mentioned that, you know, in my household, MacGyver is already a joke. Yeah. We don't, I don't need to take the thing that's a joke farther. And mm-hmm. the one thing that this movie genuinely surprised me by is I thought the movie was going to be nothing but, quick, grab me that paperclip, grab me that pen, a goose. And then, like, he would, like make this thing that was nothing or none of the things that he built were going to be anything. And really that only happened like twice in the movie. And that this movie leaned harder on just being kind of a, a, a parody, like a, a period, a, a piece parody or a, a genre parody. Yeah. And that was the part that I think I, I was most surprised about. And, and especially his character being that like hyper masculine, overly macho, but still very loving of the eighties music. Uh, kind of person did that surprise you at all that it didn't lean into the MacGyver stuff or were you like I don't care that it didn't I just you know it it just wasn't doing anything the things he said the jokes they were trying to have him pull Mm -hmm. the way the character acted Mm -hmm. negated me enjoying any of that (laughs) okay so So you you just hated MacGruber as a character yeah you couldn't get past that I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I just, I don't, I don't get the humor. Like, I, like, like I understand where, where, where they were going. Mm -hmm. I can understand and know exactly where the big laughs were supposed to be. So it's Mm -hmm. not that I don't know where the joke was, you know, like I don't understand the punchline. I get it. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it's delivered, the way this movie was set up, the feeling for it. It just, it wasn't. They just like, didn't do it for you. No, because the reason this movie was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was going to be however long the movie was going to be of just mm-hmm. him acting the way that I've seen him act in in inside the handful of skits that I've seen. Okay, fair. And, and that was enough that you just did not like it. Yeah, yeah. Alan, you didn't have. Did you have that strong of a reaction to the character at all, or? I mean, I knew the character from the sketches, so I kind of knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot how much of a, a genre parody this was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, every time the, the like, 80s hard rock would start playing and then it just switches to Toto. Like, I was completely caught <laughs> off guard. I um, liked that. I really liked I, that. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do have to say, the one part of this movie that made me smile, that mm-hmm. actually I smiled... Was uh-huh. when he got out of his Miniata and he's in yeah. the white suit and he's walking through the party and for the life of me I forget the name of the song right now. Oh but yeah, I really like that song and just the way that he was dressed and walking through the party and you know like slow motion. That was the one thing where I was like, okay, okay, I, 
I definitely get the the as far into the shallow part of the pool as his death goes. I got it. You know, this is kind of cute. <laughs> um, but then as soon as he met up with uh, uh, with Kristen Wiig, which is mm-hmm. another issue that I have, um, and he started and they started doing the whole like, is he handsome? Is he not handsome type thing mm-hmm. is when it started going downhill again. You like lost it there. Yeah. So. So was there anything genre parody wise that you did like about it? Because there were a couple of moments that riffed on genre parody specifically that I genuinely liked. And, you know, if you guys are still thinking of, I'll, I'll say my two first. My first one that I loved was when he was like, how did he get in the front door? And he's like, well, he just walked in. He, he just walked in? Did anybody let him? And the guy's like, oh, I let him. Like, I like that because that's like a trope of these spy movies where like, guess we're invited to the party. And then they walk in the front door like nobody stopped them. Yeah. And I also liked the whole uh, when he was over the earpiece with Kristen Wiig over explaining every single thing she needed to do. I also thought was funny. For for me, for me, the, the funniest bit and part of the reason I wanted to make you guys watch this movie is my favorite joke in the whole thing is he spends like a good 20 minutes putting together this team of commandos to go fight Val Kilmer. (laughs) And he's like, I've got the strongest men in that van with a trunk full of hand packed C4 explosive. And then it just all goes. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. (laughs) Like, I I just love his reaction to that. See, 20 seconds before it actually blew up. I forget uh-huh. what the line was, but I, I was like, okay, that's it. It's, I was like, okay, it's going to explode three, two, one. <laughs> and then it didn't explode. And I'm like, no, no, they're definitely not doing a movie like this. And then it eventually <laughs> did. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like, I've seen enough of these movies that it's making fun of to know that like that van's going to explode because in reality, that's not how this would happen. Yeah. Um, my, so th- the tropes that I saw, come from again that hot shots movie did back in 1993 uh-huh. where you've got the lead character that they need to get because there's no one else in the government that can do this mission so they need yeah. to go find him but he wants to live a life of peace because something happened to him that's tragic and and he doesn't want to be a warmonger machine anymore yeah and so they do that in hot shots and then they mm-hmm. have like the conversation and they try to wheel him in again they do that in hot shots and then you know eventually he shows up and then you've got like the team building, you've got your introduction to, you know, the different characters, but then you've got like the silliness of like getting the orders, but then not really following the orders and then mm-hmm. like having a plan, but not having a plan like that whole thing. Yeah. And, and, and I think part of my reaction is something that happens to Devin that I call him out on a lot is to where he sees like a handful of movies that, are you know that may be recent or might be older and then he gets tired of a trope that he's seen three or four times Mm -hmm. and then he sees a movie that's either done after or before and then he can't get over the fact that oh this has already been done i've seen it five times and then i'm like but Devin, this is made like 20 years earlier this was the first one to do it yeah so i'm in kind of a reverse of that because i love that hot shots movie i love both Mm -hmm. of them but i've seen that uh but I particularly like the second one more than the first one. So I've seen the second one a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'd say about 40% of the storyline, or not really the storyline, but like 40% of the beats of MacGruber is, lines up with the beats of 
that Hot Shot sequel. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's the thing that I was thinking about when I was watching this movie is like, does so if you're doing a parody of anything, right? It is inevitably going to be structured like that thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that at some point, parodies end up just having their own structure. Because, like, the par- the structure of the parody of the action genre almost has to be this, right? It almost has to be you have the person who wants to live in peace and you go get them. You have the person that's going to, like, be this over-the-top person that isn't necessarily great at the thing that he... Or is, like, the best the best thing he's doing but is actually really terrible at it. Like, those genres tropes almost have to be in place in order for it to be a genre parody i think it's like it's like doing a fake rom-com like if i was gonna make if i was gonna direct a rom-com i'm gonna have you know the meat cute in the beginning i'm gonna have you know what i mean i think you have to have those beats well that too and prior and to get away from hot shots there Mm -hmm. were definitely two other well more than two technically um, action movies or act or you know like or you know a particular actor um, mm-hmm. when uh, the villain uh, in not this movie right no no this movie I'm okay, trying okay. to remember the actor's name I feel horrible um, Val Kilmer when he showed oh, yeah. up I got flashes of one of an actor and then two a movie that that actor is not in <laughs> um, <laughs> so um that guy that was in all of the Siege movies, that was, was like Seagal. the action. Steve, um, yeah, I, I got really heavy Steven Goal vibes from him when he first showed up on screen, and then every scene after, just because of you know the hair and the way he was acting. And then two, there's a movie with with was it John Travolta and um, Christian Slater called A Broken Arrow, which was a movie I was obsessed with when I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much it's about the United States losing a, um, a nuclear missile and Christian Slater has to go and fight John Travolta to get the missile back. Um, and I got heavy vibes from Broken Arrow in this as well. Um, so yeah, no, they were definitely making fun of a lot of different stuff in this to, Mm -hmm. you know, actors that are primarily in these movies to, you know, uh, movies themselves and like plot devices, like, uh, you know, uh, a, a missing nuclear missile. I mean, it's not, you know, in Broken Arrow, it's ours. In this one, it's the Russian, uh, um, it's, it's the Russians, Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, they changed it a little bit, but I got really heavy vibes from those two movies in this. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if you're going to be doing a, a parody, though. I mean, those are decent movies and decent, you know, kind of tropey things to copy. Yeah. And I think a Steven Seagal type character fits in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I can almost guarantee that um, they were going for a Steven Seagal look for Val Kilmer in this. Oh, yeah. With oh, 100%. Hair. With that hair, they had to be. Um well, we got to talk about him. I mean, you guys mentioned it briefly. I won't say his name, but did you guys like him as a as a villain in this? Oh, I loved him as a villain in this. Um, yeah, like I would love to. Like Iron Man three would have been so much better if he played Aldrich 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 Killian instead of Guy he, Pierce. I didn't know he was in line for it. Uh, well, I mean, it would have been a kiss, kiss, bang, bang reunion with him and Robert Downey Jr. and Shane Black directing. So, like, Fair. part of me is like, I think that part was written for Val Kilmer. Uh, 
but because of like his health issues, I don't think he was able to do it. Um, but no, this makes me miss like Val Kilmer as an actor. Yeah. Uh, because he, he's, he's having fun with this. Like he, even in the uh, gag reel, like he doesn't have many, uh, gags in it, mm. but like they end on him because he like was having so much fun with it at the end. Like, like when they have him chained up to the radiator, he's and like, he's doing his screams. He's just like, they call cut and he just like pulls the thing off. He's like, ha ha, I'm out. And then like runs off screen. <laughs> um, no, I just appreciate Val Kilmer as an actor. And mm. I, I hope one day we'll be able to see him in other things like, like this in the future. Like if he mm. showed up in the MacGruber TV show, um, which with that ending, I don't know if he will. Uh, <laughs> he could, but he could. And I he think, could. I think even Val Kilmer now could like without yeah. his voice, I think you could still have him show up and uh, nail it. Oh yeah. So he he'd show up like the villain in uh, um, in Wild Wild West. <laughs> I I was gonna say he'd it'd probably be more like uh, Captain Pike on Star Trek, the original series. Yeah, with the beep. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, was that was that him? Was that him in the the chair that beeps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like one of the few tropes I know from from the original Star Trek. I didn't know who was sitting in that chair, but they parody yeah. that episode all the freaking time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Ryan, was, did, uh, hmm? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. What? I was say, did you like Val Kilmer in this? Was he at least okay for you? Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I said, everybody was fine in this except for him, except mm-hmm. for MacGyver, and I'm not that big of a Kristen Wiig fan either. So, like, sure. with her in this, that was like. The only thing I've ever liked her in was the mm-hmm. Ghostbusters movie that they made. Sure. And that's because she had three other really good comedic actresses to balance out what I don't like about her humor. And it's fine. That if other people do, that's fine. Mm-hmm. The sense of humor is very subjective. Just because oh, yeah. I don't like it does not mean I'm calling it saying that it sucks. It doesn't. Just it's not for me. Sure. Her humor is good for a lot of people. Kristen likes her stuff. That's fine. I tell mm-hmm. her all the time, if you want to watch it, that's fine. I'm just going to be here on my phone. I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and and so I, in preparation for this show, uh, I have watched every MacGruber sketch they've ever made, back to back, just to make sure that I was all caught up on MacGruber. Um, I have a lot more appreciation for a lot of the stuff that they were doing, um, but I definitely think it's an interesting take to make Kristen Stewart's character what they did, given where she was. Kristen Stewart, Kristen Wiig, Kristen Wiig's <laughs> different thing. Kristen Wiig's character make her what she is in this movie based on her role in the sketches. Because in the sketches, she's just the one that goes, "There's 20 seconds left, MacGruber, hurry!" And like that's, and then she'll like pass him a paperclip every single sketch, and that's it. Uh, yeah. So I thought it was interesting what they did with her. So I talked about seeing this movie before. I had no idea yeah. they actually just do the sketch at the end of the movie. I know. I liked that. Well, and I like that they mentioned, they're like, well, I've never been in a situation like this before or like something like they like very much like wink nod to the, the camera, yeah. which I thought was a lot of fun. So we talked a little bit earlier about Jungle Cruise sharing a universe with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I like to believe that this shares a universe with all the other SNL movies. So like the Coneheads are out there. Wayne's world's on uh cable, cable access. Um, 
Superstar the, is a thing. Uh, <laughs> Ryan doesn't like that. <laughs> SNL movies are really are really like either I like them and mm-hmm. I don't mind watching them whenever somebody says no my god whenever someone like brings them up like hey do you want to watch this yeah sure doesn't matter you know doesn't matter I'll watch it it's either that or it's I get irrationally angry and a blood vessel pops in my eye like it's either one or the other, and Superstar, unfortunately, is the eye, the uh, the blood vessel in the eye pops whenever okay. somebody says. I'll, I'll remove I'll remove Superstar from my list and say Blues Brothers. Is that better? No, it's fine. She could be part of this universe. No, Just I mean they're I don't all out like there. It doesn't mean she doesn't like, exist. No, they they're all in it. Like even like yeah. at least in the same uh, Pat. Like it's Pat the movie. Um, oh God, it, yeah. forgot about that one. I've never yeah. seen that um, one, and I I never will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, got, I, yeah. I was going to ask the question of which one. So having watched MacGruber, which one is your favorite SNL movie? But I don't think that I don't think the needles moved for any of us, to be fair. So I'm going to ask it the other way. After watching MacGruber, what is your least favorite SNL movie? Mine is still Coneheads. That makes me irrationally angry. The the movie does, or bet the fact no, that Coneheads you. is. Oh, I did. Why did you like Coneheads a lot? I like Coneheads. That was a good what? one. That's a I'm, very, I'm... very, very good childhood memory. I have I have a Conehead story. Tell me. Uh, so my my parents' one dog had a like a cone on for Thanksgiving because uh, uh-huh. like, they couldn't like lick themselves. So mm-hmm. I was just calling Beldar the whole time, and no one got it. I was like, "Come here, Beldar." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a shame that no one got that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, my, I yelled at my four-year-old and he's like, come on, get that joke. Come on. Like, that's. <laughs> uh, Alan, does this change the needle on your, your least favorite or favorite SNL movie? Or is this somewhere in the middle for you? It's in the middle. Like, it, it's yep. one that I'll, I'll, I'll watch occasionally. I own it for, for crying out loud. Like, I think, yeah. but I, but I bought it for a dollar. Like, I, that's the, that was the circumstances in which I bought it. Uh, it's like a thrift sale dollar DVD bid, and I found the grouper. I was like, okay, I'd buy that for a dollar. Um, yeah, going back to going back to the eighties parodies there. Um, <laughs> Good, job. Good job. So part of the reason I brought this up to begin with was because uh, there's new McGruber. There's, there's the McGruber. the McGruber TV show on Peacock. Uh, so <laughs> I think I know how it is for Ryan, but Devin. Any interest in watching the Peacock MacGruber show? Yeah, man, I am. I'm in it now. Like, I I am a MacGruber fanboy now. I watched the trailer for it and oddly loved it. Like, thought that it was like a good take on the character. Now, so I'm really excited to watch it. Ryan, how about you? Mm. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> Alan, would you watch it? Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I wanted to watch oh, the first watch episode to prep for this. I just ran out of time. Um, I just, oh, I, I don't have Peacock, and I'm like obstinate about not getting it, even though I totally can. Uh, I have Comcast for cable, so I get Peacock included with that. So that's nice. That's like the one nice thing I can say about Comcast is, uh, as my internet <laughs> shuts down hey, on me. Hey, they could, they could sponsor us. Okay, Comcast is great. Yeah. 
Customer like service McDonald's. is horrible. I just, oh. Oh. I just remembered I have a, a, a peacock mug I could be drinking out of right now. Like, <laughs> because it became a joke. Like when Peacock first came out, we downloaded it on our Apple TV because it was free. Mm-hmm. And they had so many uh, like old shows that you could watch for free, like um, Columbo and Rockford Files, like all these shows that you could watch without having the paid subscription. And my yeah. wife loved it. And like the first day after the first day or first weekend of her having it, we went to a bonfire at my sister's house. And she's like telling everyone, like, have you heard about Peacock? And it became a joke about like she's being paid by Peacock to actually promote the app. Um, so when I was in New York in September for Comic-Con, I, uh, Josh and I walked from the Javits center all the way over to 30 rock to buy her a peacock mug. That's good. It was totally worth the joke. It was. Oh, absolutely. was. I mean, that's, that's all I know peacock for is I know that like murder she wrote is readily available on peacock. So like I don't ever think to like want to get it, but the British yeah, Premier sure. League is uh, available on it, and that's why I use it. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I can oh, watch. Wow. Um, they do like a handful of the matches each week mm-hmm. on Prime on like Prime Time. Oh, so yeah. I've been able to watch about half of Arsenal's matches so far this season. Oh, very nice. Which is more than I've ever been able to see in the past, and it's it. it, it it's been great. It's been great. All the Premier League that I need to, I need to, that I want to see is available on Apple TV Plus. With with Ted Lasso, yeah. even though it's not. <laughs> darn Tootin, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> darn Tootin, Vladimir Putin. Um, All I have to say is I saw a still. I saw I saw a picture uh, that's in a group that I am for Ted. Uh, I'm in. Uh, I'm in for Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. and it is unconfirmed about Beard. Or I should say about one of the coaching staff. I just said his name, so it's, it's whatever. It, it's it's out there, and he was wearing a track jacket to a team that I got excited for when I saw it. But it also means that he might be going to that team. So I don't know. I'm just thrilled to see it. So okay. Good. Well, this MacGruber cosplay that I threw together the last second is getting hot. I love uh, it. Any final thoughts on MacGruber before we wrap this up? I had my stupidest laugh from this movie. Okay. I was I watched this movie Home Alone after like almost no sleep. I am again, I'll emphasize this, alone in my flat. I laughed so freaking loud. Whenever they did the sex scene noises, <laughs> where it just like cuts him going, hur, hur, hur. I, I lost my mind. I don't know why it happened, and it happened both times. I just lost it. I I don't get it. See, I. It was just funny. I like again examples of what like I didn't hate that any more than I hated anything else. It was all yeah. equal, but. I found the pictures from the wedding of them on the dance floor. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it okay. was. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like, see, t- t- to me, it's like, 
it's like the whole family guy thing of like mm-hmm. repeating the same thing over and over again to where people start laughing because okay this is getting ridiculous that you're saying this thing over and over and over again like yeah. that's what was happening with, with like the sounds uh-huh. but then the pictures were like it was it was basically situational humor it's like what they're doing on the dance floor and then the waiters coming over to give them like a drink Uh it's like to me that's funny that's hysterical like that's to me that's raunchy funny what they did in those two scenes is just okay i get it (laughs) like the guy's an idiot i get it like (laughs) (laughs) for me like the one moment that i i really enjoyed was at the end where they're with Val Kilmer's character and he has them all captured and he like reveals his plan of, no, it was Yuma Gruber who blew up the president and yeah. he brings out his manifesto. Say, I swear I didn't write that. I'm being framed by someone like, yeah, it's me. You fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I'm the yeah. one framing you. Like, I like that joke a lot. Yeah. Look, all I'm saying is that whenever I, if I ever get to on my high horse about, oh, well, it didn't quite live up to its its premise. And, oh, uh, well, the movie, you know, if I, if I ever start being too fedora-y, just remind me that I laughed really, really loud with no one around at a dumb sex joke noise. I just, just I can just tell you that you laughed at MacGruber and that I just have to leave it. <laughs> you laughed at anything in the movie. <laughs> so I'm kind of regretting that I didn't do this now because I thought about it when I sat down to do the show. But like, if like yeah. right now in the show, just imagine I pulled out a piece of celery, and <laughs> just took a bite. <laughs> It'd be gross. Yeah, uh, uh, I part of me expected Ryan to be like, "They lost me at the celery like that." Like, no, but honest, they started to lose me when he started doing his yelling fits. Oh, really? That's when it started to like go from just being okay, you know, this is kind of silly. Yeah. And then when he did the yelling bit twice within like a minute and a half of each other, yeah. that's when I was like, okay, no, you don't need to do this again. <laughs> okay. And then it just went on from there. So you were checked out by celery time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I think that does it for our conversation on McGruber. Uh, now, now is the the question I've been dreading all night because I know he's not happy with us, Devin. But I oh, have no. to ask it. Hey, Ryan, what's your pick for next week? <laughs> I almost want to do the Hot Shot sequel because it's available on Hulu right now with just the basic basic subscription, so I can show you guys this topic but how exactly i feel like it should go but i don't really want to do two movies that similar back to back to each other That's um fair. so i need to reset mentally after this so <laughs> <laughs> let's i'm going to jump ahead in my alien predator uh watch the, the, that i want to that 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 i'm doing with you guys okay so i'm going to skip resurrection temporarily mm. um and we're going to go straight to the original predator movie with arnold Schwarzenegger. oh fun okay so Good. i feel like that'll be a nice reset button hit for for me because i need it <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay. a genuinely good action movie yeah um Good. and then i'll save the 
Hot Shots Part 2 for, I don't know, like, Maverick or something. Well, please do, though. <laughs> like, please save it, because I want to watch that movie now. Yeah. Uh, so, the Predator, so Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, okay. Um, the original one, yeah. The, the guy yeah. from Fortnite. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> you have that skin on Fortnite. I know. It's my favorite one. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. So, tune in next week for us watching... Uh, the pre what is it pre just just predator for that one it's just right? predator i think it i yeah i believe it's just predator okay. right now like i'm not meant i'm not in it right at the moment so yeah. i can't join us I'm next week for the the <laughs> 80s action classic predator uh right here on you have to watch this podcast uh if you're watching us here on twitch go ahead and hit that follow button uh we are very close to affiliate status and we really appreciate the oh, follow yeah. um if you're watching here on Facebook, go ahead and hit that like button uh, to see whenever we go live. You can also like us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and you can listen to our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher Radio, and Audible. Um, but until next time, for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And we will see you next week. If it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> is that is that in Predator? Yes. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs>